On today's pod, we got Marcus Alvarado, head coach of McCullum High School in San Antonio, Texas. He is also the host of The Coaching Connection on YouTube. Uh, We had a great podcast today, great conversation with Marcus. Appreciate you for coming through on the pod. Make sure you follow us on all your platforms. Give us a follow, give us a rating, let us know how we're doing. Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Spotify, we got all that. Um, Great conversation. Uh, Just check in, let us know how we're doing. Let's get it. You have just tuned in to the Shoot the Rock podcast. Who they rocking with, Joe? Who they rocking with? That's right. Remix it. Remix it. You now rocking with the best. Yes, yes. You now rocking with the best. What up and welcome back to the pod. I'm your host, Robert Zaragoza, a.k.a. The Commish, a.k.a. Big Z, a.k.a. Coach Z, a.k.a. So Big and So Sweet, a.k.a. The Latino Bleacher Report. Uh, joining us in the pod today, we have uh, Marcus Alvarado, a.k.a. Coach Alvarado, a.k.a. Host of The Coaching Connection on YouTube, straight from San Antonio, Texas. What up, Coach? How's it going, man? What's going on? It's good, man. I appreciate you having me on. Man, dog, it's, it's, uh, I think we've been... Uh, uh, friends on social for a couple years and you know it's good i've seen what you got going on uh and i appreciate the follow i appreciate any comments you've been giving me but talk to me what mccullum means to you bro what does mccullum mean to you well personally i mean i have a lot of family history here uh my dad went to mccullum he he graduated here back in 1980 and all my uncles uh went to mccullum and then uh so when I got into the business of coaching and education, you know, it's kind of a goal of mine to want to get back, get back home and get back to the neighborhood and, and give back to, to these kids that, uh, that were like me, similar to the way I grew up. And so um, I was able to do that, you know, you know, worked hard, went to school, did what I had to do, uh, put in my time as an assistant. And so when the head coaching job opened up, you know, it was it was a no-brainer to put in for it. And, and I was fortunate enough to, uh, to get hired and come back home and, I've been here for the last six years, so this is this is home. Yeah, man, and and it's always you know I mean you played there, you got the roots there, so giving back is is definitely um, a lot different, I bet. Yes, sir. Yeah, so so you're you're at McCullum, um, and I I've been listening to um, you know during the quarantine, I, I I keep telling people I was like, man, in the quarantine either you're getting uh, left behind or or you're or you're gonna use it as an opportunity <laughs> to get ahead, you know. Uh, and and I was looking at your stuff, and you got this um, YouTube um, mm-hmm. show with coaches from down in Texas called the Coaching Connection. So tell me yes, about sir. that. How'd you get that going, bro? Well, I mean, similar to you, I, I mean, I wanted to do a podcast, um, and I, I wanted to sit face to face with these guys and, and have an interview style stuff. But with this whole COVID situation, that you know, they put a they put a pause on on that idea. So um, at work, we've been doing a lot of Zoom conferences, and and with my team, my boys, I've been having some conferences with them. So I said, you know, this is a good way to get it rolling and, and, and link up with these coaches, and, and and now I know they're dying to just talk hoops and talk basketball, and and so I just figured we get it going from there. You know, I I believe that you know coaches, you know, all across the country, really. Uh, you know, in, in all walks of, of the profession, you know, they have this unique ability to make connections with people. And then what we do is in a high school level with, with kids. And so um, they make profound impacts on their lives. And, 
And so I want to get to know these coaches, get to know about them. We don't talk uh, really much about X's and O's. This is more about the person. You know, what's your background like? What is it about you that allows you to connect with these kids and make a difference in their lives? And so um, that's what it's about. I just want to get to know these people and uh, and get that message out there to the world. So you're about 10 episodes in, right? Actually, uh, I did number 12 yesterday. Okay. I just haven't dropped it yet. I'm going to drop it next week. Okay, okay. So you're, you're spreading them out. So all these coaches, did you have prior relationships with them? Did you coach against them? Like, how does, how does, because the thing is in California, in LA mainly, um, we have the CIF and then we have City, but there's hundreds and hundreds of, of teams and whatever. So like, how is it spaced out in, in uh, Texas as far as like the high school divisions and stuff like that? Is this teams that, are these coaches that you see all the time? You know, how many divisions is it or whatever? Like, what, what's the relationship that you had prior for the, prior to them getting on your podcast? Well, the majority of them, not all of them, but the majority of them I already knew just through uh, coaching against them or, or playing ball with them back in the day or, or just... Um, or, or the ones that I didn't know, we, we knew of each other and had that mutual respect. And so it was pretty easy to get in contact with those guys. Um, you know, in San Antonio uh, and, and in Texas in general, you, know, you have private school and you have public school. And, uh, and then they rank your, your classification based on your school population. I'm sure it's, I don't know if it's the same thing in, in California. Uh, but you got 1A at the lowest and it goes all the way up to 6A. Um, based on the population of the school and so in San Antonio it's predominantly 6A and 5A schools we got a, I mean, it's a big city and uh, and there's there's just so many high schools here in town uh, so the majority of the schools here in town are 6A and 5A we do have a few 4A schools and a few 3A schools um, you know but but here in Texas and especially here in San Antonio it's like a big fraternity uh, fraternity Everybody's got each other's backs. You know, we're highly competitive. When we see each other in the games, it's, you know, we're going to battle. You know, but afterwards, hey, you know, uh, you need anything, let me know kind of thing. Yeah. And so so it's pretty pretty respectful in that manner. And, and I love it. I love Texas. And I love I love the way to run things here in, in Texas and in San Antonio. Uh, so everybody just kind of has that mutual respect for one another. And, and uh, the episode one, I, I got a chance to listen to a couple of them. You, you sent me a couple over. Uh, episode one happened, like, right during state playoffs. Like, the guys that you brought in were, like, ready for ready to play in state. And, like, yep. that was, the like, your episode one was, like, oh, damn. Like, these guys yeah. were, like, on the bus, ready to take off to, um, to the state championship. And they just said, no, nah, never mind. Like, it, it shut off, right? So I'm like. Yeah, and I wanted those guys paired up together. Uh, they're both from San Antonio. Uh, Brandeis High School is a, is a big, is, a, is always pretty good every single year. And, and Wagner High School, uh, where Coach Clark is at, is their state powerhouse every year. Um, and so um, they lost last year in the state championship. And so they were, they were on the road to redemption this year. And, and they had a really great shot at winning. Uh, you know, but uh, this COVID situation hit. And, and here in Texas, they started the game, so they stagger them by classification. Mm -hmm. they, they bring them all to San Antonio, um, and they start uh, with the 1A level, and they'll work their way up. And so uh, so they started the games, but then when, when news started spreading with the NCAA and the NBA, 
they got to the 3A point and then they, they set it off. They canceled everything. Okay. And so the guys at the 5A and the 6A level didn't get a chance to, to even get in the gym. They're, they're on the buses. They're getting ready to head out. Um, and then they got word that it, it got canceled. So I just wanted to talk to them about the emotions behind it. You know, it's a long season. You know, your kids, you know, you know, it's almost a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for some people. For sure. And, uh, and so those kids don't, won't get to experience that. The coaches may not get to experience that again. So I wanted to see see what their feelings were behind it and have them kind of get that out to, out there to the world. So uh, that was a good, fun episode to talk to those guys. Both great coaches. Yeah, and it was even like, I, I, I want to say, it was even heart-wrenching for, for me to listen to it because I heard that coach was like, we just, like, he's like trying to figure out, like, we just wanted to get the, the kids into the gym. We just want the programs with their names on it. Like, yep. like he was, he was reaching for, for like any little thing because, you know, who knows when you're going to make it back there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I thought that was, that was uh, very insightful for that. So, uh, for anybody that's, that's on YouTube, um, what's it, what, how, what's it listed as? It's listed as the coaching connection. Right. Yeah, coaching connections with Marcus Alvarado. There you go, coaching. So make sure you jump on that. And I listened to a couple of uh, episodes, and you don't have to be from Texas. You don't have to know the the teams who they are. It's just coaches, you know, having a conversation, you know, and, and the thing. So so you're you're doing coaching connection. It started right when the the, the 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 everything started shutting down, and then the news hits you up how did the news find out you're like on on the news you're on you're on uh, everyone's <laughs> website stuff. how did yeah. they find out about you who's who's uh who's uh promoting you out there well um it started with the newspaper called me up and they saw it on twitter okay. and so so they saw it on twitter and uh they were interested in what was going on they, they thought it was pretty a pretty cool perspective that a you know, they always have the media doing interviews, right? But to have a coach interviewing other coaches and 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 giving that kind of insight and perspective, they thought it was a cool idea. So they asked to do an article, and I said that's cool. And then uh, and then the guy at at well, the news station that does the sports reporting here in town, he uh, he had actually did a story on our team uh, early in the school year. Uh, we have a, a manager that uh, had autism, has autism, and, and he's graduated, but he comes back and he still serves as our manager. And so it was a story really about our manager and how he's functioning with the team. And it was a pretty neat experience. Uh, so then he's, he had already followed us on Twitter as well. And then he started seeing the the retweets and the, and the stories and he started watching them. And he thought it was pretty cool. So then he hit me up and said, hey, this is pretty awesome. Can we do a feature on it? And I said, yeah, I'm not going to say no. So uh, Chase Shannon, great guy at the news station, he, he came out and uh, and he started filming some behind-the-scenes stuff. And, and so they're going to run a, a segment uh, on Sunday, I believe, here in town on the local news. Nice, nice. Yeah, so one of the one of the things on episode two that I was listening to, and it was like at the very end, uh, it's you and one of the other coaches, um, and you guys are kind of talking about Latino hoops, and I was like, oh, there you go, there, there's, there's my there's my angle with with Marcus, you know, <laughs> and, and I was it was cool. Like if you if you hear episode two, just watch the last two minutes because it was like just you guys shooting the shit. You know, as you yeah. guys like you talking about like putting in work in Vegas, uh, you know, yeah. playing at the 35 and over. So yeah. you, you played in Latino. How did you get involved in Latino tournaments? Well, uh, yeah. Well, a huge influence in my life uh, was Coach Toto. Now he wasn't my coach, but he was my brother's coach here at McCullum. And 
And so he um, he always plays for the Gamblers here in town. And uh, and so he was a great basketball player back in the day. You know, played ball here at one of the universities. You know, and uh, so as he became the coach here at McCollum and worked his way up. Now he's a superintendent of our whole district. And so he's he's a he's a great uh, Latino you know, leader in our community. And so he brought me in, and he introduced me to Demas, who runs the Gamblers. And so I was 18, 19 years old out of high school, and and. Uh, that's just how it started, and so we've been playing in Texas and, and traveling around and and uh, just having a good time. So Art Vela, uh, the one in episode two, he played college ball with Coach Soto, and so he's a little older. He's an old school cat. So his two sons, uh, the Vela sons, play in all the Latino tournaments, and so I went to Vegas with them and played with them in the Open, and then I played with the older group in the 35 as well, and so we are kind of just... You know, it was before the episode started, and uh, and we were just kind of shooting the breeze and just talking about just talking about hoops, yeah. and uh, and so I mean that's that's just how it started. But I've, I've had a blast. I, I love playing in these Latino tournaments uh, here in Texas. It's like a family. Uh, you know, you got your Dallas boys and you got your Houston boys and and your Austin guys, and and, and Corpus is starting is an up and coming city where they're starting to bring some more Latino teams uh, to these tournaments. And uh, and so you, you know how it is. You just get to know everybody. And so even though we're in a different city, uh, on whatever weekend it is, you know you know these guys. And so you get to all kick it, and, and your families get to know each other. And and it's just good basketball, great competition. Yeah. Uh, and the and the gamblers, uh, I, I remember them from Tommy Nunez. Uh, yep. So so you you've made it out to the Tommy Nunez with the gamblers back back in the day. I, I'm assuming. Well. I've never been to Phoenix. Okay. Every time I was supposed to go to Phoenix, you know, life happens, and I just don't to make it out there. Uh, you know, the gamblers are always doing well. I think before my time, I think they started, like I said, like back in 1987. Yeah. And so they've been they've been around for a long time. So, so you played at McCollum High School. Did you? Uh, how was your your high school career at McCollum? Uh, did you play anywhere after that, or you just went straight to school? Well, I mean, I. Had a good career in high school. We had a really good team. Uh, we had one of the best teams in school history. Uh, won a won a district championship. You know, went almost to the state uh, final four, uh, but then we lost to uh, to Roosevelt, who ended up losing to Chris Bosch's team the next game. Uh, and but Chris Bosch's team at the time was ranked number one in the nation. So uh, no shame in that. So I guess. I, yeah, so high school was good. High school was good. Uh, I had opportunities to go play, but I was also you know, I was I was I was already thinking business and, and what I could do, so I didn't go to school right away. I went into a real estate, got my license real quick, and started trying to do that, go that route. And then I realized, you know, that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to still be involved in basketball and hoops and kids and helping these kids out. So, so I went back to school and, and got my education there. So I didn't go play college ball. I had opportunities, but but I wanted to do the business stuff, so I, I stayed home. So you're about you're 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 all about the give back, bro. Um, where did you get that from? For sure. I, it, it seems like, you know, I think I think the the family roots uh, in McCollum, yep. and you know, having you know your family coming through there. Um, do you see yourself and your kids? Um, it, what is it like? What what draws you to that, bro? I just I just I just love to help people and you know, give them my shirt. That's that's what I got to do. And I'll give them the shirt off my back. That's what it comes to. But um, I just even before I worked in McCollum, 
me and my best one of my best friends we host the McCullum alumni basketball tournament and uh and that's all about giving back and so we we raise money through the entry fees of the teams and the the door the general admission to the door and, and concession stands and so every year we give about eight to ten thousand dollars back in scholarships to the kids in McCullum uh just from that one tournament and so uh and so the best thing about it is I've been here six years, so I've had six graduating classes. So they all play, and so immediately they're already giving back. So so once they enter the tournament, though, they pay the entry fee and they're bringing the families and they're spending money concession. No, they're giving back to the scholarship that helped them, you know, get their get their college uh, education. So uh, just try to pass that along to my kids on the team and 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 get them. You know, it doesn't matter what you do in life as long as you don't forget where you come from and and, and give back to those that need help. Yeah, and uh, with the coaching connection, how 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 do you see that progressing now? Like from from episode one to episode twelve, have they been improving? Have you do you feel you've been improving? And is this something that you want to continue doing like year round? You know, because I know it's easy right now because we're we're <laughs> kind of we're kind of on lockdown. But like I know you said you wanted to kind of let you know the first couple episodes. Um, you kind of push them out, and then you're kind of like, well, maybe just two a week or something like that. Is this? Yeah, well, um, you know, I feel like personally, they've gotten better just on my end. I feel like uh, I'm more comfortable. You know, the first time I did it with, with those two guys that were supposed to go to state, you know, we were just, I was just kind of spitballing it and, and freestyling and trying to figure it out. And so, uh, and so uh, I feel like myself, I, I, I prepared myself better every time we, I get into an episode, get a little more backstory on what I want to talk about. Um, so they, they flow a little better. And if you notice, you know, the first one was like 33 minutes and then, and then now they're about an hour, hour 15 on average. And so just learning how to, how to get the best conversation out of these coaches and, and what, what to get them to speak more, what kind of questions should I ask? Um, and it's I feel usually, like it's gotten it's gotten better there. And it's usually a panel of two or three. Yeah, I, I try to keep at least two. Um, I want them to feed off each other, and I don't always want them to be from the same side of town, right? Yeah. You know, your your kind of kids and, and, and these kind of kids might not be the same, but but your passion is the same. So how do you deal with these different situations? So because um, if you get the same the same guys on the same side of town. You know, generally the answers are going to be kind of kind of the same. So, try I try to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, and I was uh, I shared it with my with my with one of my boys. Um, I, I sent it out to him, and I go, "Yeah, man, it's a little different in Texas." And uh, one of the episodes, <laughs> in one of the episodes, uh, you're, you guys are talking about. Um, like oh the kids you know making the decision to go to practice and blah 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 and I was like oh okay I can relate you know and he's like yeah you know and you know you got the kids that you know just want to take off to the ranch and in my mind I was already thinking man they're going to the ranch they're going to go party or whatever he goes yeah the kid wants to go to the ranch and you know they make the decision you know they want to go to the ranch and you know shoot some bucks and I'm like oh yeah bro I was like they ain't, no, they ain't shooting no bucks over here in, in Cali and Los Angeles bro so I thought that was hilarious yeah, this this is Texas, right? There, there's a lot of country out there, so yeah. I um, thought that was, I thought that was cool though, because you know they're they're you know like you said they're they're guys from different sides of town or whatever, and and it was just for me and, I wasn't and that, expecting and that particular that. one. Uh, that coach, you know, his kids are a little more affluent, and 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 then the other coach, his kids are more inner city, and so totally different walks of life, but 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 the same ultimate goal, so. Yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was good. So, um, what what kind of Latino um, 
tournaments do you guys have out there? I, I know the biggest one, and I know um, you were kind of bummed out because this is like the first time in a long time that, that you didn't participate in the big Cinco de Mayo tournament, which is probably, I would assume, uh, one of the biggest tournaments in um, in Texas. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's going on like 31 or 32 years this year that it's supposed to be or something like that. So, um, yeah, I'm, I was bummed about it. Uh, so here in town, you got here in San Antonio, you got the single the mile, and then uh, United, you know, uh, they host the tournament as well, and that's always good. I mean, they have a, they have a strong team and a strong name, so they're drawing a lot of good teams from Texas. Uh, and then you go up to Dallas, the Hustlers will host the tournament um, in Dallas, and 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 Seagull hosts the tournament out of Houston. Um, uh, David out in Austin, he hosts the tournament. And, uh, and then Corpus, like the Corpus had a tournament last year for the first time, which is cool because it's right there on the water, you know, on the, by the beach. Uh, that was the first time uh, uh, for us to go out there. Uh, yeah, I, I made it out there a couple years ago. Richard uh, invited me out there um, and I got to meet, you know, a bunch of guys out there. And I, I just started developing relationships with, with you guys. Um, you know, I, I met Vince uh, with 94 feet. You know, yeah, uh, you know, uh, Demas. Um, you know, one of his players was in the same hotel as I. Well, I was at, so I was. I jumped in his car. You know, uh, Jonathan. <laughs> I met Jonathan with the United. And he was like, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta show you the 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 what's the what's the burger joint out there? The Water Burger." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he was like, oh, in and out ain't got nothing. I, I'm a. Uh, you ever had a water burger? And I'm like, nah. And he's like, oh, I got it. I got you. I got you. So, yeah. so I, I'm still I'm still in and out, bro. <laughs> I tell you what, they have in and out here in town now, but I, I can't do it. I went a couple times, but uh, I gotta stick with my water burger. It might be a Texas thing, I guess. Yeah, that, and that. <laughs> Don't, I don't get me wrong. That water burger is pretty, pretty good, but uh, I still stick with my In and Out. And then, um, you know, so I, I got to, to, to meet a lot of the, the guys. Uh, Dallas Hustlers came down um, to the NLT last year, and they were, they were, they were heading out to all the beaches in, in California, uh, down in San Diego. So, so they came down and visited. So, like, I think the Latino community is, is um, you know, it's. It, You've heard the last couple podcasts, and yeah. and the the it, you know Mario had said it. It's like you know Latino basketball is different nowadays, and you know, um, and and even Jason um, Ludwig, he was talking about that. He was like you know trying to get stuff with with the Latino coaches at the Final Four yep. stuff like that. So so as far as that, I think that's the whole thing right now is just kind of continuing to network. You're networking with your with your YouTube stuff, and yep. I'm networking. You know. Like, I don't think we would have connected had it not been for the social media and stuff like that. And I for think sure, just sure. hearing your stuff and then you hearing my stuff and, you you know, I, I'm always asking, like, what do you think, you know? And, yeah. and you know, I think the, the opportunity with the uh, Latino Association uh, of Basketball Coaches, I'm like, damn, that's big time. Like, we need to I start we, we need to start doing that. You know, we need to start being involved and we need to start uh, making sure that, that, that we're, we're connected. And, you know, just in the next couple of weeks, you know, there's with everything shut down. I think it's it's more um, it's it's important for us to kind of stay united and figure out what we yeah. can do as as far as Latino ball because you know Cinco de Mayo was shut down over there, Memorial Weekend shut it down over here. So it's like, so what are we gonna do um, as far as basketball wise? You know, staying in, you know yeah. staying in, in the basketball scene and the Latino scene. And I think for me, it's 
it's more like okay well this is an opportunity for us to stay connected you know like let's let's sure. listen into these stories and and you know let's have coaches share these stories with their players you know maybe they'll get it maybe they won't you know maybe we'll start getting players in here like for sure i, I already um had conversations and i'm and i got invites um to to oscar lopez um he played at DePaul. he's from la and then i'm i'm gonna bring in Horacio yamas he's the first nba player uh i want to i want to bring in one of your texas guys and i just talked to him a, a little while ago um orlando mendez valdez that's my boy, Orlando. He's San Antonio. Yeah, man. Uh, that, I coached him. I coached him when we were in uh, in his rookie year in Jalapa nice. in Mexico. So good dude, bro. I, oh, he's I, a great dude. Great dude. Did you play with him or? or? Uh, he's a he, he's a couple years younger than me in high school. Uh, so when we matched up with their team, I mean, he played some, uh, but he was a, a sophomore when I was a senior. And so he didn't. I don't. I don't think he got as many minutes until his junior year, and I was already gone. Um, and then on the you know, Latino scene, uh, when he would play in the tournaments out here, uh, he always ran with another squad. So we didn't always uh, play on the same team. But we, you know how it is. You just you become boys and you get to know each other and talk. And so uh, I mean, South Side and the West Side is predominantly Hispanic. I mean, San Antonio in general is, uh, but it's real heavy on the West Side and the South Side. And so. No, he's from the west. I'm from the south. Um, so we just kind of linked up that way, and, and it's just a mutual respect. And then we became friends from there. And so now he's a great dude. I, I was going to tell you that's probably somebody you should get on your pod. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think for for me and all the years I've coached, played, uh, seen basketball, Orlando is up there with as far as like the toughest competitors and the guys that make the most out of what they have. You know, sure. you you look at him and he's like five whatever. You know, I don't think he's six. You are now tuned in to the And and that guy is like the thing that I remember about him is he gets in the lane and he's dribbling, doesn't stop the dribble, and his head is on a swivel all the yep. time, and he can get the yep. ball in the hole. You know, yep. there's the no doubt there's a reason why he made it to uh, Western Kentucky University. You know, and yep. and he had that career that he had. So. Orlando's dope, bro. And he was um, when when he was uh, a rookie out there, his Spanish was was not even is non-existent, bro. So it was, <laughs> so it was funny. Um, him and Adrian Zamora, one of the Cali guys, he was also a rookie, and they were they were both kind of like pochos. They both kind of had broken Spanish, and yeah. and everyone was like, oh, well, here, this is a new breed. This is a new, and we're there before anybody. <laughs> like this is we're we're at, we're in training camp before anybody's out there. And these dudes are doing like media and like they're sitting next to each other, like at a panel <laughs> and they're yeah. looking at each other and Orlando would say a word and then Adrian would look over and be like, damn, bro, you stole my word. Like, they, that's you the know, word I got in my pocket. yeah, yeah. that's that, that like the only like intellectual word I got in Spanish. <laughs> so it was cool. Um, and yeah. another another guy I did see that you guys were, were in the because I saw a picture of you guys in Instagram and that's kind of it, it sparked the thing. Uh, Ray Castillo is another guy I want to get on yeah. too. So so oh, you, he's a cool cat. He's, he's like my, my older brother. He's he's a you know he went to South Sand. So South Sand and McCullum uh, they border each other, and so sometimes our kids end up over there and their kids end up over here. I mean, it's just it's all this it's all one big family. So uh, so growing up, he was three years older two or three years older than me I think uh, and so South Sand is, is one of our rivals and, and Harlandale is a big rival so and all three of us border each other so now I know I know Ray Castillo really well 
Yeah, and he's a cool dude. So I, I, I seen him. Um, I've known him as well that, that year I was out there. And he's got his son, um, Gavin. So he's working out in the in the, in the the driveway now. Yeah. And he's got him working in the, the stutter dribbles and the in and out cross and reverse. Yeah, you know. yeah, so it's good. So what are some of the things that you got your kids doing right now? Because uh, I know you said you had Zoom calls. Is it just like check-ins like make sure they're doing what they're doing or do you actually have them uh do some type of workout or do you have them on a schedule yeah, well i mean i know i know their, their their workload is pretty pretty solid with their teachers giving them all this online work so i don't i don't try to overdo it with how much i give them to do yeah um I, you know just like anything i'm going to give them the the work and the ones that want to get better are going to get better right the ones that that want to be lazy they're going to get left behind and so um what I've noticed, the trend is, you know, just like in the gym, you know, the ones that want to be better, they're, they're the ones that, that make sure that the workouts are complete. Um, when I see them on the Zoom, you can see their bodies are still they're still in pretty decent shape. They've been working. Um, so we'll Zoom twice a week, every Monday and Thursday. And then uh, really, you know, like I said, uh, we're not really inner city, but I guess we're considered inner city. So, so I just want to make sure my kids are okay, you know, make sure they got everything they have that they need uh you, know, you got everything at home do you need anything let me know no, we'll take care of you uh do what we can to help you out so that's that's the priority and then uh, and then we'll talk we'll talk character you know and then we'll talk some hoops and so a lot of times i'll give them assignment you know here's here's five clips on huddle right i'll put them in i'll put it in onto the google classroom these are five defensive plays go break it down for me and, and we'll talk about it on Thursday when we meet. You know, just give them something to, to think about on top of, of their workouts. We'll send them some ball handling workouts, some some body weight exercises, because some of them, they'll have some stuff at home. Some of them got hoops. Some of them got balls. Some of them got some weights. And then some of them don't have anything. And so uh, trying to give them something that they can all do, right, like a bunch of body weight stuff, ball handling drills. And, and some running routines. And at the end of the day, it's it's just you checking in and see how they're doing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. That's, the, that's the way I open up every conversation. No, first off, do you need anything? Yeah. Yes or no? And so that's that's the priority, really. So are they are they uh, are they are they listening to your uh, coaching connections, or are they like, oh, that's yeah, they're idea. funny. Yeah, no, they're, they're funny. Like all they, all, they, all they those talk. wash stories or what are they yeah. saying? Yeah, a bunch of old guys. I don't want to hear a bunch of old guys talk. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for, uh, they're funny. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's the that's the yeah, era. I wanted. To, I was gonna go back real quick. Uh, you're talking about the LABC. I was uh, and then and in Orlando. Um, I was lucky enough. I don't know Jason, but I've met him, met him once because the Final Four came to San Antonio, and uh, Orlando sent me a message that hey, they got this Latino Association of Basketball Coaches luncheon or whatever. And I heard y'all talking about it, and so I, I just I just sent the email and uh, and showed up. And and you no, know, they they said cool, come by. And so I think I was the only high school coach there. Uh, but it was so cool to see all those Latino coaches linking and, and networking, and, and just building that that network. And so uh, and then you no, know, Frank Martin walks in, he starts talking. That was just a super cool experience. And so I'm really happy to see what Jason's doing with with expanding it and making it bigger. And and so I'm I'm, I'm really excited for that stuff. For sure, I, I, I am too. I think uh, I think we're all doing the different platforms, and we're all we're all doing it for the right reasons. And, and you're, you know, just from the conversations that I've had with you, the text messages that I've I've shot through through with you, you know, you're a good dude, bro. And uh, you know, as far as as far as anything, you know, I, I 
you know, when we get done with this, you know, hopefully you come to Cali if there's an opportunity for me to make it out to Texas or or maybe if we end up at a Final Four uh, at the Latino uh, Basketball Coaches Association, we can have a, a couple beverages and, and talk some more yeah. hoop, bro. That'd be good. For sure, man. For sure. All right, uh, Marcus, man, I, I appreciate you for coming through to the pod, bro. Uh, you know, uh, thank you a lot. No, I appreciate you having me on, man. What you're doing is pretty awesome. And I wish you the best of luck and all your podcast success. Likewise, man, and I can't wait to, uh, you know, check out all the stuff that you got on the coaching connection. I'll, I got to get caught up. So as long as you're doing two a week, I think you'll be able to catch up pretty soon, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I got you, man. I got you, bro. Yeah, man. We're always rocking with the best right here at Shoot the Rock Podcast. And we're rocking with Marcus Alvarado, man. Thank you for rocking with us, bro. Thank you. All love, all basketball, pura raza. Yeah, yeah we out. Yeah, we out.